1101, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, or online at wilhockbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan Paulson with you here, talking fantasy sports for the next 54 minutes. Give our take before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger for the lowdown with Low Tide. We'll let you know what's coming up on their show later on. But the uh, the task at hand today, Fantasy Frenzy, one 401 is the text line if you'd like to send in a message. You can also reach us via the email, connor at sports1440.ca, brandon at sports1440.ca. We're also out there on the old social medias at Connor Halley, at B Douglas 1440 and Donovan at Donovan Paulson. If you want to give the station a follow on Twitter and X at Sports1440. Also search that on Instagram, Facebook, threads, pretty much wherever you get your social media from. We're out there. Blue sky as well. Brandon, good morning. How are you doing? Happy Monday, Connor. I'm doing terrific. It's been a great morning already. We kind of got a little taste of everything on the Kevin Carey's show. We touched in on the All-Star Weekend, La Boots on the Ground from Toronto, uh, the Winnipeg Jets' new acquisition of Sean Monaghan, the Colorado Avalanche back in action tonight, and then, of course, uh, it's Super Bowl week. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I I felt so lost last week. No Oilers on, very limited hockey action in general. Uh, Of course, no football, a few coaching hires and stuff to keep the news prevalent, uh, prevalent, pardon me but otherwise like it was a slow week and i'm excited and it was nice kind of get the chance to catch up on some sleep with no late games um maybe catch a few naps in the afternoon (laughs) even sometimes when you don't got nothing to watch but uh, i'm ready to get right back into it and uh start hounding hounding the sports books and see what kind of uh, action i like heading into super bowl on sunday um props like player props game props but also the miscellaneous props everything from gatorade the color. gatorade to this <laughs> halftime show to the length of the anthem and you name it you could spend a lifetime going through them all so i'm excited about it and uh, happy to be back here in the studio with you on a fine monday morning the super bowl prop bets are a lot of fun i mean i'll always one i did was the broncos seahawks super bowl and i remember i signed up and i placed my one bet and then they froze my account so my only bet place was first play of the game would be a run play. <laughs> that was snapped over Peyton's head, recovered in the end zone, counted as a negative rush yards play. So it's a run play. So I won, and I was like, oh, cool. That's all I got to do for the entirety of the game. But yes, you can certainly have a lot of fun. The The Anthem one always worries me. I don't know why. Like I feel like it's going to be super close, and I'm just going to lose. It's, it, is, it is almost always very close, and then you get like, uh, the day before when they're doing their sound checks and stuff, people standing outside the stadium <laughs> yeah. recording it and saying this was the time on it. Uh, man, I, de- it depends on the artist, but I find just taking the over is almost always a safe bet because they like it's the big moment. They're going to drag those notes. They want to hit it. It's uh, it's the biggest stage for them, right? And yeah. um, who's singing the anthem? Isn't it a country artist? I'll have to take a look to uh, confirm. I think they, they drop like the three names. Yeah, like one person sings uh, God Bless America, one sings the anthem and one sings America the Beautiful. Is that right? I believe so. It's uh, it is quite the presentation uh, when it happens. That's the one I try to stay away from. But you're right. I mean, if you are a performer and this is your opportunity to to let her buck, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna extend some of those. Post Malone is singing "America the Beautiful." Oh, Posty's got a great voice. He does. We can and you can ask Gregor about it firsthand later today. Gregor was down at uh, well, I forget the course name where the waste management open is. 
Do you know that? Uh, TPC, TPC Scottsdale. And uh, yeah, as my wife calls it, the garbage course. Like, waste <laughs> the, management. The it's course, waste management. The course is certainly not garbage. Some of the uh, behavior the, and fan activity <laughs> could maybe get thrown into that category, but. Yeah, Gregor was there this weekend to see Post Malone. Looked like a great time. I saw the couple clips he posted on uh, on Twitter. There looked like a riot. It did. It looked really cool. So yeah, we'll we'll see. How how is a uh, posty? Was he stretching out the words? Like, should we expect? Should we go yeah, over? Did he when give it comes a sample that? of it? Did he give a sample <laughs> of it at his concert? And, Guys, uh, take the over. That's Re- like how he Re- ends it. Reba McIntyre. Oh, Reba singing the anthem. That'll be good. Oh, Reba's the best. She does sitcom, and it was actually pretty funny. Was it funny? I think so. I know the theme song. I'm- Single mom who works too hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the, the anybody that watched the show Shameless, yeah. the uh, the one the like the neighbor guy, he was Reba's son-in-law who like knocked up her daughter, like his teenage. And his name was Van. Oh, classic Van behavior. He's yeah. been in a lot of shows. I think. Funny guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bob says, "Hey, Connor, nine friends watching the game tomorrow, and six of them are watching Anaheim in L.A." Interesting. I I don't. Are you got Bob? You traveling down? Because that would be awesome. Speck said on his flight to Vegas last night it was full of Oilers fans, and then he was talking to some people. And apparently, the flight to Vegas earlier in the day out of uh, uh, YEG here EIA was also loaded with Oilers fans. So it should be a pretty good turnout, I think. And uh, Speck was even saying he was talking to some of them. They're planning on making kind of a week thing out of a little trip over to uh, SoCal afterwards yeah. as well and ch- catching the next two on the schedule. Kind of assume that's what Bob's referring I, to. I like would think so, yeah. Heading down after. I mean, it's uh, I, I've done the LA to Vegas flight before. I think I paid like 150 round trip. It, it was unbelievable value. And you're not going very far. Yeah, that would be amazing. I've been to a game down in Los Angeles. Uh, sorry, in Anaheim. We we missed the LA game and uh, a lot of fun. Good spot for a game. Would you, if you were, so you float, you fly to Vegas, take in tomorrow night's game, maybe spend the Wednesday in Vegas. Are you flying to SoCal or are you renting something and doing a nice little roadie across the desert uh, over to Anaheim for Friday night? Hangover style? Yeah. Um, I would probably fly myself. But if you were by yourself, but if like if you had like three or four buddies with you, I mean, that could be a fun little trip. I think that'd be a, I think that would be so much fun. I would love to take that road trip. I think it's probably like a five hour drive from LA to Vegas, maybe more. Uh, we'll see if we can find the distance here. I, I shouldn't have put in road trip. I should have just put in Las Vegas, Los Angeles, four hours, nine minutes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that'd be a fun trip. Get up, uh, I mean, realistically, you enjoy, you enjoy the game Tuesday night. You're probably having a few pops. Wednesday, do the touristy thing. You might as well stay in Vegas for that night. And then Thursday, check out at 11. It's a four-hour drive. you got plenty of time to get to your hotel in Anaheim or oh, Los Angeles. Exactly, right? It, go to Disneyland maybe even. Oh, go you the know. day early. Stop at Disneyland before the uh, game in Anaheim down on, the, I think it's called Catella Avenue or something. And then uh, jump into the down like I isn't crypto formerly stable center that's right downtown LA isn't yeah, it yeah yeah so great spot though lots of things to do around there go you to could, the beach you could stop at Zeke's that's a place on the way from <laughs> it's a a Soda Springs unincorporated community spelled Z Z Y Z X what do you do there I think you can just go sit in the water take a look take a picture with the sign cool. Z- I don't know if that's how it's said, but there's a lot of spots you can stop in on the way. That'd be a really good time. Bob, have a lot of fun. 
Brett from Stony texting in his, uh, I suppose, his prop bets here. I don't know. Oh, these are his. Okay, I like this. Both teams to convert a fourth down, plus 325. I like that. I think that, that both these teams have potent offenses that in the situation should do that. Christian McCaffrey, three plus TDs, plus 650. Those that's, seem like not good enough odds to hit that. That seems so low. That's not a good... I Like, my personal opinion, that is not a good price. CMC's a monster, but you have to think the Chiefs are going to be keying on him yeah. pretty substantially. So, like, three TDs... I would like that, but not at that price. Give me the Brandon Ayuk three TD prop bet. I'd be going off at like probably plus twenty two hundred. He's uh, he's due for one of those games. Christian McCaffrey Super Bowl MVP plus five hundred. Is he is he the second to odds? I have to, I haven't looked at the board yet, but I have to assume Patrick Mahomes is the favorite. Yeah, uh, in that regard, would like Mahomes even going off at like minus money? I thought that would make sense though because the Chiefs aren't favored in the game. I'll take a look here. Uh, and then, so, but Brett picking, uh, of course, looks like a lot of his stuff aligning with the Niners. Uh, Niners minus two at uh, at the, you know, uh, minus 110 line. Blue Gato plus 250 over 90 and a half on the national anthem. And then, uh, and that's at minus 125. So that's where the line's currently set, I guess. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting board. There's some good bets on there, ones that I probably would not make myself. Three touchdowns just doesn't seem high enough. Like, maybe I'm crazy. Uh, it seems like it should be way more if Christian McCaffrey's going to score three touchdowns. Like, that's that's a lot. I like the blue Gatorade. I, I'd probably go red or orange just to align with the teams. But, yeah, if you got any uh, Super Bowl props you're throwing out there, let us know. one 401 Brandon, I will say... Without the NHL, I was watching a little bit more of the NBA, just kind oh, yeah. of thinking like, uh, who would I be taking if I got into this daily? The OKC Thunder are so fun to watch. Yeah. I Shea, mean, man. Well, yeah. And then you've got Chet. You've got uh, Lou Dortz, the other Canadian who hit some big shots. Oh, yeah. Chet Holmgren, seven feet one, <laughs> 208 pounds. He's skinny. He's so skinny. But my goodness, he he is tough to cover when he gets going there. Uh, Last night against the Raptors, the Raptors led for the majority of the game, got it into overtime, uh, went to a second overtime where OKC uh, would eventually run away with it. But that that game, man, uh, the OKC Thunder, like Shai Gilgis-Alexander, quickly becoming one of my favorite players to watch. And uh, that is a solid, solid team. See what happens playoff time. But last night was a lot of fun watching... uh, the Raptors and the OKC Thunder go after it. Uh, you were down at the Drake on Friday night and Saturday night and Saturday. Oh, you on both nights? And then I was back Friday night for uh, Tropics Hockey. Friday night, Sunday, night. Sunday night. So you went there every night this weekend. I love the Drake. I love. What can I <laughs> <laughs> love the Drake? Uh, yes, Bears lose Friday night. Uh, late goal against, unfortunately, in the empty netter. They fall to the T Birds four two, but they got some revenge. Saturday night, uh, overtime victory. Uh, the captain, uh, Josh Prokop, uh, scoring the uh, the game-winning goal. Very impressed by UBC's goaltender. Bit of an undersized guy. I can't remember his name. I don't even think I could pronounce it if uh, if I had it in front of me. Incredibly athletic. Like Those are two very evenly matched teams. And UBC, the number one seed in uh, Canada West, looks like uh, the Bears likely probably going to finish as the five seed, depending how the final few games of their schedule and 
the U of S Husky schedule plays out. Which seems crazy because for years it was like, oh, the Bears it, it are wasn't, here, it wasn't close. Down it, the, below. the Bears ran roughshod over the entire conference, uh, with the exception of four games, two home, two and away against the U of S, and that was really the only challenge they had. Maybe some years in and out, Calgary would be right there with them, but it was a cakewalk basically to Nationals every year for the Bears. Now, far from the case, they're still a, they're still of the the talent and the ability to, of course, still win out the Can West playoffs and go back to nationals and compete for a, a U Sports Cup. But uh, it's far from as easy. And I think when they get there now, they're a little more battle tested. After used to you, they used to just coast their way there and then run into some good teams at the national tournament. Now, by the time they get there, they've already played probably <laughs> three of the best teams in the country over the course of the regular season. So uh, it makes for a much better league and a lot more competitive uh, hockey on a week-to-week basis for them and their uh, competition down at the Claire Drake Arena. Uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings this weekend, not ideal. Calgary Hitman knocking them off 6-5 on Friday, then yesterday 8-1. I think it was 1-1 at one point, and then the Calgary Hitman just kind of starting to really roll over. Uh, this feels so weird to say, but... Uh, BCHL action in town in the surrounding area. It was a uh, Spruce Grove over Sherwood Park 5-3 three goals in the third period. A big offensive output. And then you had Black Falls over Okotoks, which still feels so weird to say. And then uh, of course the age the AJ the former league of those had some uh, games going on over the weekend as well. Uh, yesterday Canmore falling to Cam Rose 6-4 Six four in White Court over Drayton Valley three nothing. I was actually I was talking to Scott Mitchell this morning from Camrose and uh, talking about like for those teams that didn't leave, kind of a a rebirth almost. Like hey, there there there's a new one seed. The, the team that was in <laughs> fifth place is now in first place. Yeah, like, <laughs> so it's a brand new landscape all of a sudden for for the teams remaining and good for them. They can um, they can carry on just. I mean, it's not as per normal, I guess. You just lost the four best to four top teams in the standings, but uh, nothing really changes for them. They still play their schedule as is, and uh, and their playoffs are going to, you know, have a different look here um, in a short period of time when they get going with that. But they just got, they, they basically have to keep rolling as if nothing changed. They just got a few, I don't know, tough games knocked off the schedule, basically. Yeah. I mean, geez, you don't have to play Sherwood Park, and Spruce can be a tough task as well. Yeah. Uh, why is the team name slipping me? Not Blackfalls. The Blackfalls Bulldogs? Not The them. Brooks Bandits? Brooks, yeah, Brooks. They're always good for some reason. Uh, not having to play Brooks anymore certainly makes things a little bit easier. But uh, you look now, a white court atop the standings, 59 points. Uh, shout out Wyatt. They're play-by-play guy. One of the good guys out there. And uh, Camrose now sitting in eighth. It's going to be interesting to see. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll take more of your texts at one 401 Any fantasy sports daily questions, let us know. We'll look ahead to the night in the NHL and the NBA as well. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan Paulson with you here. It's Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's 1120. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas. And the intern, Donovan Paulson, with you today. one 401 is the text line if you'd like to contribute. Send us a text. Uh, not sports or fantasy related, but found out King Charles III has been diagnosed with cancer. That comes in from Playbook Vic. Just pass that along to everyone. There you go. There if, you go. Uh, if case you were uh, keeping tabs on the royal family, I mean, King Charles is really old. It's obviously just uh, sad to hear. You never want to uh, wish ill health or uh, fortune on anybody. But, I mean, hey, father time undefeated. 
That is true. The show brought to you by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Duke, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WheelhawkBeefJerky.com. We'll go into uh, the inbox in a second here. Uh, just some breaking news. Well, not that. I mean, it's, it's a signing by the Green and Gold. The Elks bringing in Caleb Elby, formerly of Western Michigan, where he uh, played quarterback from 2019 to 2021. He had 45 touchdowns, 6,000 yards through the air. Obviously, uh, there's some depth with the green and gold right now, so this is probably more of a project and a a long-term thing. Uh, But there is a signing from the Edmonton Elks. How are you feeling about the Elks this year heading into free agency, Brandon? You think we're going to see some uh, money being thrown around here? Uh, To be honest, no, I don't. Uh, Obviously, with the uh, uh, signing of uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, what we already know... And we have in uh, in Trey Ford, the tie up with the money in the coaching staff. I don't expect them to spend a lot of money. Uh, I am excited about the season though, because the team, like we saw, some noticeable improvement in the back half of last season, and hopefully a couple of young players can take some uh, more steps forward. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'll probably hold hold verdict uh, on the uh, like my season prognosis as a whole until we get the full picture here post free agency but i would think it'll be mostly kind of stuff like this some filling out the edges uh but i wouldn't expect any big uh, big names on the market to be landing here in our city good assessment oh let's get to the inbox brought to you by the canadian brew house Get down to the CBH this Sunday to watch the Chiefs and Niners. We'll have some great specials at your local CBH. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, we were down at the Ice House for the AFC NFC Championship weekend. The food and drinks were great. We got poutine just brought to us. Not going to say that's going to happen to you, but uh, always head down to the CBH, get the rewards app. And when you get that rewards app, you get a free order of the garlic fingers just for signing up. Brock says Kodiak's best team in the league. And then uh, we got some more in here from Brett. Uh, from Stony, as uh, the Duke and Brett talking about some potential prop bets. Uh, someone here saying, no name, get your name on it. Uh, guys, looking at the NHL tonight, what do you think in daily fantasy-wise? Well, you got the Maple Leafs and the Islanders. The Maple Leafs absolutely riding high after Austin Matthews' victory at the NHL All-Star Game. Then the Avalanche and the Rangers. We've often talked about these nights where there's only one or two games and how you can have some fun. Rangers, Avalanche, Maple Leafs. You got some you got some point producers out here tonight, Duke. Yeah, it's uh, I kind of like and we've talked about this with our guests a lot of times. I kind of like when there is just two or three, maybe any, anywhere between two to five games on the slate because then you're not overwhelmed by the choices and options, but you can get to, you can still get a little creative and find some deeper pulls from the lineup. Um, with just the the two games, obviously only four goalie options tonight. Looking at the prices on DraftKings right now, I, I'm going to be honest. I find it absolutely ludicrous that Ilya Samsonov is the highest-priced goaltender. Yes, he looked a lot better in his last couple starts before the break, but this is still a guy who was banished to the minors only a couple weeks ago. So, uh, like, I don't know if it's confirmed that Ilya Sorokin is going to be starting yet, but uh, he's the only Islanders goalie listed right now at 7,200. Man, those Leafs players, they're all on the same team um, coming off a big win. Maybe they got after it a little bit Saturday night in some celebration than having to travel out to Long Island. Or pardon me, the Islanders are traveling into them, but either way, I think I think I, I I'm Ilya Sorokin's had a very 
so-so season by his own standards. I really like him to have a big second half here. So I think I'm saving a few bucks right off the hop and taking Sorokin as my goalie tonight. And then elsewhere, I mean, it's tough to go against like Nate McKinnon's automatic right now. He's he's absolutely dynamite. So you're shelling out a big, big price point for him. But um, after that, I don't know if I'd be taking many Islanders players, but I think I'd mostly be leaning in towards the, uh, the Avalanche and Rangers game. Rantanen, Makar, McKinnon, uh, Vinny Trocek coming back from All-Star Weekend as well. So, uh, yeah, I like me personally, I'm going to be starting starting from the goaltender and going out from there. And I think Sorokin at 7200 bucks is a, a pretty fine price. B texting in, hilarious that Leafs fans probably think Austin Matthews come up in important games now. Edmonton, Maybe. Edmonton fans do not like Austin Matthews. And I, I think it is part of because, you know, the Maple Leafs are just forced on us from the major networks. But I'm a big Austin Matthews fan. He's a great player. And the, I think I think a lot of Oilers fans uh, discontent with him as a player is because of that national media coverage and during Matthews' uh, MVP season, starting to get comparisons, be like, is he, like, who is the better player here or Connor McDavid? And I, I know I'm biased uh, being here in Edmonton and seeing McDavid firsthand way more, but it's not close. Like, Connor McDavid is the best player in the NHL, pretty well bar none. Um, it can fluctuate maybe on a game-to-game, week-to-week basis, but overall, to me, it's not close. And so Oilers fans took exception to the fact that people were saying Matthews was just as good, and because of that, all of a sudden had to drew drew an ire for uh, Austin Matthews. But let like he's still a really good player, probably the best goal scorer in the league right now. Um, overall, like the shots, incredible. So. I don't know. You can you can have a hatred for the rival Leafs and still appreciate Austin Matthews as a player at the same time. I don't know if all Oilers fans have that perspective, <laughs> though. They uh, they tend to kind of lump everybody in and say, yeah, I hate the Leafs. I hate all the players on it. All the same. Morgan Riley. I love watching Morgan Riley play. He's, I think, so underrated on the, uh, the NHL as a whole uh, at the top level. But same thing. Oilers fans might disagree because he plays for the Leafs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, I think he's an absolute stud. Not better than Connor McDavid. Maybe more. Not. I don't. I don't know. I don't think he's better than Leon Drysidle. I. I think the conversation can be had about yes. the debate between him and Leon about who slides into a, a higher placing in. I don't know. Probably your top five in the league, wherever it might be. Maybe people have McKinnon and Makar ahead of both of them right now. I'd say that's pretty fair based on this season's results. But uh, Matthews is scoring at an incredible pace this year. Uh, if you're looking for some action tonight, like I said, I'm I'm kind of like banking on it, you know, trying to play a little tongue-in-cheek that they're a little hungover from Saturday night <laughs> and the All-Star weekend in Toronto. But uh, I think Austin Matthews' anytime goal scorer bet right now is probably a pretty pretty decently safe one, uh, at least, you know, as safe as any bet can be, understanding that, uh, you know, it is gambling. Did you uh, see Seth Jarvis speaking to the media yesterday? Yeah, and I had a great, <laughs> I had a great laugh at that. Nothing to sweat out. I don't yeah, drink. I, I don't drink. Was in the gym pretty much every day. <laughs> then, like video surface of him, like with a little Corona in hand, looked like he was somewhere a little warmer. Uh, Jim texting in, "Hey guys, what did you think of the NHL All Star Weekend?" Brandon, I can't speak for you. I would never do that, but I thought it was pretty fun. Friday night, I, I found the. Although I had to rush home to watch it, I thought the skills competition was actually pretty good. Um, man, always a respect for those guys, just their stick handling ability, especially that one drill when they're going through things. I'm like, my goodness, uh, this is pretty unbelievable. So I actually enjoyed the skills competition. It was fun that Connor McDavid won. 
As I tweeted, I think he pulled off the greatest long con slash heist <laughs> and making the event and then winning it. was pretty bright. Pretty, pretty smart. Pretty smart. And then the game's like, yeah, good entertainment value. We got some shootouts. I mean, what do you want from an all-star game? I feel like they did a really good job this year. What did you think of uh, Nikita Kucherov's effort level during his uh, passing passing uh, drill at the All-Star game. I heard that was a protest. He got booed by the fans in the, Toronto. The effort level was terrible, but earlier on that day they did, was it that day, the day before, that little hockey tournament they're doing with the top four teams? No Russia. I heard it was a little bit of a F you to the, the league. Really? That's what I heard. From who? Well, the, the internet. Sources. <laughs> Why else would he just not try? <laughs> source. Trust me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a source. I mean, hey, that, that's that's fair. And I think there could could be some validity to this that. This is all speculation. It's all speculative. We're, we're just, you know, tossing stuff around, seeing what lands. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, then you see some other, like, uh, Leon during the accuracy shooting. Like, I think during events, there should just be a, like, uh, a tap out button. <laughs> just be like, yeah, no, th- like, I'm, I stink. I, I just don't got it. And, like, it's so funny because we obviously know Leon as, like, a great goal scorer, great passer, um, all these things. But I don't think that that event actually suits him very well because look at that absolute boat oar that he uses for a stick. Yeah. Like, that's great for a lot of things. Pinpoint shooting from the middle of a slot (laughs) I don't really think is one of them, at least in my experience of, like, as a hockey player testing out different curves and different blade shapes and stuff. I don't think that one would be very... And he's, of course, used to using it, but he uses it for one-timers, um, to, to being able to lay out some absolutely disgusting saucer passes, yeah. like cross the full sheet backhand. of the ice, the backhand, <laughs> etc. So uh, I don't know if that is necessarily on specialty, but I think you know they had to each pick a minimum of however four events, I guess. And uh, <laughs> he figured that was kind of the least objectable of, of the options. You know, and sometimes those... Those skills comps aren't for everybody, right? Slowed down, all eyes on you. Maybe some people don't really thrive in it. You're right. There was a point where I thought, just tap out. Yes, and it because like it is, it is so you feel bad. For, I mean, like as bad as you can feel for a multi-millionaire <laughs> playing a pro sport. But he's like, like clearly just struggling, and then it's like he's frustrated and it's kind of like I don't care anymore. But like, well, you still got to care because it's not over until you hit them all. Yeah. What if you're there all night? Yikes. Well, they eventually let it run out of pucks. <laughs> well, who was it? Someone's got to shag pucks for him. That little saucer pass where you had to hit the three targets. Oh, yeah. One of them like, ran out of pucks. And like the volunteers were like racing over to bring more. Yeah, you got to shag them for him. Yeah. I mean, you don't run out of pucks. You finish. What did you think of? Um, so during the one-timer drill, it was Connor Bedard and Sidney Crosby given the passes. And then during the accuracy shooting, uh, was it, it was Gilmore, right? Doug Gilmore, Gilmore and Sarah Nurse. Sarah Nurse. There the was uh, another former Maple Leaf, too. Was Sundin? No. Uh, well, we could look it up. It was Sarah Nurse, and there was another player from the PWHL. I, I kind of like that. Oh, I, I do, too. 100%. Get them involved. Yeah, yeah. Get the names out there. Get the local legends. Absolutely. Killer it, was awesome. It was kind of funny because when I was watching it, I actually thought Bedard was not... Uh, giving the best passes uh, at a certain point, but then he ended up being the guy that was giving the passes to the winner, which was <laughs> Nate McKinnon. So it's weird how that worked out. It actually went to video replay to determine if David Pasternak won or not, but then deeming the one did not cross the threshold of like the certain point thing. Yeah. So he only, he only got one point instead of like the three or whatever, and McKinnon won. Donovan, do you have the other leaf? I do have the uh, the former leaf as well as the other PWHL. Can you give me, a, give me a hint for the former leaf? 
Um, his last name is Thomas. Oh, Stumpy. Steve Thomas. Ducks, yep. Ducks legend. Yeah, exactly. I and was the, like, there's Gilmore. And then they're like, Steve That was the worst Thomas. hint I've ever heard, Donovan. <laughs> Listen. Rob? Here's, here's a hint. Here's his name. <laughs> I didn't say his first name. There's be, there's definitely been other Thomases that have played for the Leafs. Name three. I don't know. Yeah, Off okay. the top of my head. Shut up. <laughs> and the other uh, the other person was uh, Blair Turnbull. Turnbull, yeah, I knew, I knew that one. After she, said, see, she seems like a, she's got a very uh, outgoing personality. She's in a lot of the social media stuff that PWHL. She just seems like a love, like living life at the highest, like a um, a great like face of the league type uh, personality to have. She's always having a great time in all the social clips they post. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? They got to do that. They want the league to grow. They got to do that kind of stuff. They got to. And by I did not watch it. Um, I didn't catch it on the Thursday night after the draft. But uh, by all accounts, the three-on-three showcase for theirs was was great as well. So that's a, that's a little extra additive to All-Star Weekend that um, they made it a three-day event. Thursday, the draft, the team or the player of the decade. What was it? The thing they gave to the entire Man of the year. Man of the year to the yeah. 67 Maple Leafs. Weird move. Uh, then the PWHL game. Also, the skills comp, and then of course the games themselves on Saturday with uh, Tate McRae was great. All the all the musical performances that I saw were were pretty sharp. Yeah, she's got talent. I uh, did not know anything about her beforehand. You might have to add a couple songs to the list. Huh? I, I said that like before she was at that game in Calgary. I did had no idea who Tate McRae was. I don't even think I if you'd said her name, I'd have been like, is that a like what does she do? What what is the deal? But uh, yeah, much more familiar with her game now. Respect. Uh, I do want to say that when it comes to Maple Leafs with the last name Thomas, there have only been three. Uh, I don't think Cy Thomas is around anymore. He would be 97. Born in Wales. That's very cool. Only played eight games for the Leafs. Wayne Thomas played 97 games from 1975 to 77. And Steve Thomas would be Stumpy, the one we are referring to. He was born in England. Really? Two of the three (laughs) Thomases to play for the Leafs. We're born in the UK. Very cool. There you go. There's your fun stat of the day. Brought to you by Fantasy Frenzy. And the Canadian Brew House. Of course. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll dive back into the inbox. Jim, thank you for that text about All-Star Weekend. Uh, we got a few more texts to get to. I see number one, Gavin Fan. I see B. I see Husks. I see Triple C. Playbook Vic, Darren. And uh, also, did you see Lanny McDonald went into cardiac arrest at the Calgary airport? Yeah. And two nurses saved him that were just passing by. Shout out to Lanny. Glad he's okay. And uh, shout out to the nurses and the whole medical field as well. We'll take a break. It's Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 1141 Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online, wilhawkbeefjerky.com or in person, LaDuke's, Bruce Grove. And we're right here in West Edmonton Mall. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan Paulson with you. Live from the Stingray Studios, there is a face mark very vivid on our window. I think you can't see it, Brandon, but from my angle, oh my goodness, someone... It's like Mount Rushmore. It's like they got pushed against it or something. <laughs> like I can clearly pick out like the shape of their face, the curvature of their smile. Like that's a, that They got pushed and went, Ugh. It's eerie. <laughs> Anyways, come by yeah, West Edmonton Mall if you want to uh, smash your... That had to be like a moist face because it left a pretty good mark. Just came in from the snow. Yeah, (laughs) that is awesome. Or a sweaty one. Maybe after a brisk mall walk. Yeah. On their way on their second lap here, just leaned up against it. I don't even like, I don't recall that happening during the morning show. That had to be over the weekend. 
Maybe someone was just tearing it up at Hudson's and like stumbled over here. Yeah, their Uber went to the wrong exit. Uh, anyways, <laughs> come see us at West Edmonton Mall. We'd love to see you. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line. Darren said, "I think McKinnon and McDavid is a better conversation for the best player." Darren, preach, buddy. I'm I'm with you. I think Nathan McKinnon is an absolute stud. Uh, we've got playbook Vic wives and girlfriends all over Canada giving Tate McRae the death stare. <laughs> I don't know. I think Ashley was like, "Oh, you know this girl? She's got some songs." Yeah, I mean, I don't have a wife or a girlfriend, so I. But I was um quite encapsulated by the performance. She was good. She put on a good show. Why didn't yeah. Bieber perform? He did. He did a surprise performance on the Friday night, Donovan. I, I don't know. I wasn't really watching too attentively. He, he wasn't scheduled to perform, but he did end up singing. I saw him perform, but it looked like a, a venue. Maybe. He should have just broke it down. Got Usher out there with him. What about Bieber's jacket? Looks Either comfy. you're repping that. You think it looks comfy? Yeah. You think it's comfy to walk around in a monstrosity like that? Yeah. It's so big. So? He's like a pita. It's like that episode of Seinfeld. I feel like we do this like every day between, Gore-Tex. between me, the Gore-Tex Jackie spinning around in the liquor store and knocking over an entire table of wine. That's why you don't go into a room like that with a jacket <laughs> that big. But Only into strutting. a hockey room. <laughs> Only in ho- yeah, exactly. Step on some logos. Uh, Husks text in Steve Thomas. Yeah. B also letting us know. Thank you. Number one Gavin fan says, hey guys, have you seen the Flames Reddit lately? Flames fans are claiming now to be the Vancouver Flames setting up to take down the Oilers. I can't imagine living that rent-free in a fan base's mind. Well, they... I don't know. I, we looked at what Lindholm did against the Oilers in that series. Four pretty, points. Pretty minimalistic. Two in the first game. Two points in the remainder. I believe it was a dash five, and the two points he scored in game two through five, two points in games two through five, were on the power play. So he, well, he didn't do much. I don't know. He's a good player, no doubt. There's two Calgary Flames now on the Canucks? Or just one? Is he the only one? I'm thinking yeah. inversely because more Canucks, more former Canucks <laughs> are on the Flames still. You got Markstrom? Markstrom and Tanev. Yeah. All the players that went over in the trade. Yeah. Maybe I, there is a connection there. I, I don't know. Like, I'll, like, let's be honest. The Flames, they look like they're selling off. They are only five points out of a wild card spot. Like... Yes, they just traded away who's probably their best player. But if they can, like, I don't know, get some um, some youthful uh, youthful injection here, uh, some guys stepping up to fill the void, it's it's not crazy to say Calgary could still make the playoffs. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's still very much in the realm of possibility. They're five points out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and if 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 Go it is true that there is a selection of Flames fans that their entire season is just now hinging on. Um, the downfall of the Oilers. Guess what? That's a rivalry. You're talking about li- living in fan bases, other uh, other fan bases' heads. That's what rivalries are. If, if if you didn't care about another team, then they wouldn't be your rivals. We've talked about this like before. Are the is Vegas a rival of the Oilers? Maybe, but like it's pretty new. Started last year, and maybe Vegas doesn't do the Oilers as a rival because we didn't beat them. Yeah. I, I totally agree. They they beat the oil, and so the Oilers consider them their rivals. You ever talk to a Stars fan from, like, the late 90s? There you go. I, I Me and my crew hated the Dallas Stars, but the Stars fans are like, oh, well, you got us once, but I don't know about a rivalry. <laughs> they didn't feel that way. 
Uh, Jordy says, I watched a PWHL game and it wasn't so bad, but I think it'd be more exciting if they allowed body checking. Well, officially they do allow body checking uh, when there is a clear intention of playing the puck or attempting to gain possession of the puck. That comes from their rule book. Uh, I watched that Toronto game over the weekend as well. Natalie Spooner scoring a goal mm-hmm. first period. It's, yeah, it's good hockey, man. I mean, it's it's not the NHL, but nothing is. <laughs> There's no other hockey that you can compare to the NHL. They're pro players. Like yeah. they're, they're the best that there is to offer. With like, there's a reason it like it's unfortunate it took so long. So this is like the infancy of this. It's only going to get better and more. Uh, like better players continue to develop as the women's game grows. And it, like, what are you expecting? It's it's the best players that are out there and they're playing by the rules that are set out for them. <laughs> would the girl, would the ladies love to be able to lay out some uh, open ice checks on once again, some of their rivals from their time <laughs> playing across uh, Canada and USA series. I'm sure they'd love to, but that's, that's, it's not what the rules say. So they just got to follow them. Drop the mitts. <laughs> that would be sweet. Just get some fighting get going, the, get the cages ripped off, oh, sticking man. the fingers through the cages. You'd have to ban cages. Would you not? You'd be mangling up your fingers pretty bad. Oh, well, there's fighting allowed in... Not you, sports. Uh, I'm Did trying to think of what, like, because college hockey, they have to wear full that's face what I'm thinking, protection. Yeah. Like, fighting's not allowed there. No. Maybe you're right. I, in, in every league where fighting is not, like, an automatic ejection. If you went to grab and, like, they twisted, you snap fingers. It's too dangerous. we got to give them uh, the visors and then let them fight. The bubbles. Man, if someone's to take the cages off. Yeah, I, I mean, you could do that. Square up. Lids off. But that's against the rules, too. You're not allowed to take your helmet off. Well, we got to make rules to avoid broken fingers, you know? <laughs> Let's avoid broken fingers, but increase the increase risk of uh, smashing the head on the ice. Mm, we what matters f- more? Just get them visors. We'll have to run some tests. <laughs> uh, yeah, triple C in a truck. Take the cages off. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I I think it's cool. I think we got to get some team names for these people. That, like, that's 100%. And we, we talked about this when the league launched, Connor, you and I. Like the jerseys, the team names. I give all the power in the world to them getting this off the ground and getting going. You know, the there was two different leagues. Now there's one. But could we not have come up with some <laughs> names? Would some logos. Just a little some better. Something. That's the only, that's my only uh, qualm. How long before expansion? I think that'll be a ways down the road. As it should. Hopefully we can get a team uh, out here and maybe it's just called the Alberta something. Maybe they play games in both Edmonton and Calgary. Honestly, don't think that's a terrible idea. CEBL had a pretty good strategy. Took some time before they moved out here. Well, they were out here at the beginning, but giving Calgary a team, I think, took a couple of years. Mm. Uh, Stingers were at the very beginning. Or the Alberta team plays out a red deer. Mm, probably not. And they're called the Alberta Rustlers. But <laughs> is that a good like cow cowboy cowgirl cowperson name? Cow cowpoke, yeah. Wranglers. Um, That's already the Calgary team, right? The AHL, the AHL team? team. Maybe they could borrow from the senior Delburn Outlaws and be the Alberta Outlaws. That'd be cool. That would be cool. They'd probably have to pay a fee, but oh yeah, we buddy, <laughs> we got that name copyrighted patented look out darren says how about montreal getting two first for monahan lol yeah darren that's pretty unbelievable like to think you we will take monahan but it's going to cost you first rounder and then you swap him for a first rounder like that 
that's buy low, sell high. Shout out Ken Hughes. Yeah. He's, he's, he's doing, I think, a great job in Montreal. And I think a lot of people maybe expected them to be a little more competitive this year in terms of, I mean, they're competitive, but I mean, talking like wins, uh, points on the board. It's probably not where they were hoping to be because, I mean, they're down, I don't want to say out of the playoff race. They're 10 points out of a wild card spot that with a lot of teams to jump to close that gap. So, I mean, very unlikely, of course. But they're, they're a fun team to watch, a great youth movement. Um, Sam Montembeau looks like he's their guy in net for at least the uh, the immediate future here. They're, they're a team I like to watch on a, on a week-to-week basis. They got some really exciting players. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Delta Valley, Jeff texts in, random factoid, boys. Steve Thomas was in the greatest hockey movie ever made. No, not Slapshot, and I'll die by it. Thomas was in Youngblood. Delta Valley, Jeff. Uh, yeah, you can confirm that. He also said, I think Peter Zezel was... He was also in it. That was with Rob Lowe, right? Rob Lowe, Swayze, Keanu. What a cast. Uh, Dean Millard loves that movie. Oh, I Favorite thought you were going to say Dean Millard was in it. He wishes. <laughs> he loved that movie. What is your favorite hockey movie of all time? Face Off. That counts. <laughs> uh, no, hey, I, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, sure. I uh, I, I love uh, Miracle. Like, that. it's so so good what's the line when they're uh, on the ice like where are you from is that uh, yeah he's like who do you know who do you play who for who do you play for and it's always like boston college yada yada and i'm mike Urizioni. i play for the united states of america yeah great that's all gentlemen great movie but is it better than the mighty ducks <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i do not know uh we what got one coming in here from pillman the pilsner ice is the name i use for everything Everything. They'd be a great sponsor of the new Alberta PWHL franchise. The ice? Get some get some sweet uh, green and uh, red jerseys with the bunny logo. Some random yellow sprinkled in there, yeah. too. It'll be a heck of a look. Uh, coming up today on Very the Lowdown. festive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On the Lowdown with Low Tide, uh, Declan Kruger back on the program. They'll have Rachel Dory by at 1240. Talk a little Oilers throughout the entirety of the show. Jason Greger at 120. And then Mama MMA at 140. Declan Kruger will give you a recap of what's going on in the MMA world. Then on the Jason Greger show, we've got Larry Fitzgerald Sr. This guy's been to so many Super Bowls. We'll talk about uh, the game coming up this weekend. Also, he is the father of, I would say, my favorite non-charger of all time, Larry Fitzgerald Jr., Cardinals legend, future Hall of Famer. More uh, tackles than drops in his career. That's unbelievable. Chiefs would like to have a guy like that, I think. <laughs> they got Kelsey. They don't need anyone else. Uh, we'll also have Cam Tate's two-minute warning. Grant Fedoric will be by from Leading Edge. Physio Terry Ryan. He was at an all-star weekend. Uh, hopefully we'll have some good Ryan's rants out of there. Uh, Seth Rorabaugh will join us. Pa- Pittsburgh Penguins beat reporter, of course. Yes, a Bully Arvey, two-year deal with the Penguins. Also, is Jake Gensel going to be tra- traded? We'll find about, about that. Uh, Andy Petrillo, CBC Sports, talking a little soccer. Brandon, you guys wanted a soccer analyst on today, didn't you? I wanted, and I tried, but unfortunately, uh, no dice. But we did talk about it very briefly with um, Soren Petro from Kansas City. Of course, KC, one of the host cities. Uh, so their schedule got announced, uh, too, kind of talking about how the buzz it's uh, uh, the buzz it's created down there. Um, for a city that, I mean, hey, if you're looking across the scope of the United States, I don't think Kansas City is a name that jumps out as a place to host a global event like that. But they got facilities, they got the backing, and it's uh, shaping up to be... Um, quite the spectacle all across the whole continent so if they don't draft patrick mahomes 
And they, do they get this? They're mediocre and don't like bring back Chiefs Kingdom. Do they get it? I don't know. I don't think so because the money probably isn't like as, you know, running like a rampant river. So the hunts and uh, the rest of the team there, like, because they're much like what would have we had to do here in Edmonton to Commonwealth. They're going to have to do some major renos to, to uh, Arrowhead to host it. So if the team wasn't as successful as much money, I don't think they'd be willing to shell out the bucks. Oh. And it, a debate for another day. Uh, also, Mark Spector at 5, Kevin Woodley at 520. That's going to do it for us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Big thank you to everyone who tuned in, texted in. You can also check out our podcast up at Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. Please subscribe. One day we're going to crack that top 200 on Apple Podcasts, hopefully. For Brandon Douglas and Donovan, the intern, I'm Connor Halley. We'll talk to you guys in a couple hours on The Gregory Show. Up next, it is the Lowdown with Low Tide and Devin Kruger. But first, a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Donovan, the intern.